Monday, 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 Monday. It is Monday. What up, everybody? It's Monday. What is going on in the world today? Y'all got death threats and beheadings out for Oprah and Gail? Y'all going to hell, bruh. And has anybody checked on Lauren London? Shh, y'all don't even care. But my question for today is, are you ashamed of your age? Let's start the show. Hardworking! The star of the show! Hardworking! The star of the show! Hardworking! The star of the show! What's good, everybody? Today is Monday, and happy Monday, and welcome back to my DMV social life. Of course, I'm your host, Nate. I do hope that you have had a wonderful week, a wonderful weekend, and we're back to another Manic Monday. Um, we have a lot to discuss. It's still Black History Month. Um, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't find a Black History fact for you, however... I'm going to tell you a story, um, you know, long ago, back in the, you know, early days, there was a black woman who had just gotten off work and, you know, she was a secretary and she was tired. And I remember when she got on the bus and you know, the white man turned around and he was like, gal, you can't sit there, gal. You need to go to the back of the bus. And, you know, she was like, um, nah, bruh, I'm kind of tired. You know, I just got off work. I worked a 10 hour shift, um, uh, because Sandy didn't come in today. And so they made me work my shift and then some of Sandy's shift. Um, so I'm tired, so I'm gonna just sit right here. You know, if somebody want to come get on the bus, I'll move to the back of the bus. And then, you know, the rest of the white people was like, you gal, you need to go to the back of the bus gal with the rest of your people. And she said, look, I don't know them back there. I'm, I rode this bus by myself. You know, I paid my fare. So I'm gonna sit right here because my feet hurt. You know, if I can't walk another mile in these shoes, you know, I got these uh, puppy heels on and these little baby heels, this baby shark heels, they hurt. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm sorry. I can't do it. And that's how we got to sit on the front of the bus. So there's your Black History Moment brought to you by Gatorade. Um, it's the strength that keep you going. It's the quencher, the thirst quencher. When you're thirsty and tired on the bus, grab your bottle of Gatorade. Okay. Well, bruh, this has been one crazy week. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm like speechless. You know, Gail King did a report. Um, she did an amazing interview with Lisa Leslie um, 
uh, NBA, WNBA, I believe that's what it's called. I don't know. I think it's WNBA. Um, and she's also a Olympic Olympic gold medalist as well. Um, she did an interview because she and Kobe Bryant were like extremely close friends. Um, so she did a a great interview. Um, I'm not sure how many people saw the interview in its entirety, but it was a very great um, interview um, celebrating who Kobe was. However, you cannot, as a journalist, and I'm going to just say this, um, not saying that I'm a journalist by far. However, I have taken many journalism classes, uh, public speaking classes, um, and those type classes. And you cannot um, have a great interview unless you cover the full body of, especially when you're talking about someone's legacy. Um, you have to take the good as well as the bad. Um, and basically what Gail, I feel Gail was doing, was allowing Lisa um, Leslie to shed light on something that I believe the media was making derogatory um, because sometimes the media want to sell stories so of course for some strange reason in our society bad always go before good so um, I think she was just giving a good light on um, Kobe's 2003 rape charge um, and she asked Lisa about that, how she felt uh, if it had tarnished his legacy. Um, and, you know, Lisa gave a excellent remark, and one of her things she stated was that she felt like the media should be respectful um, and just let it go. It happened, um, and Kobe did pay... He did a out-of-court settlement. Um, but I think the reason why Kobe did the settlement, and um, I was reading an article because he felt it was consensual, but she didn't, right? And for him, I think he kind of embodied her, her, her heart, and he was like, okay, well, maybe she it wasn't consensual to her. It was consensual to me. So I don't want to not validate her feelings if that's how she felt. I mean, she could have definitely been out in it for the money um, that she got. But I think for Kobe, it was more so, you know, I have a daughter. And I know I wouldn't want to do this to my... I wouldn't want someone to do this to my daughter. And so he paid her off, whatever, whatever. And he he publicly apologized. Um, so kudos to, kudos to that. But God dang, if y'all didn't ring the bell on Gail King. I mean, y'all had all kind of whatever y'all said about Gail. And then y'all went and told Snoop Dogg on her ass. 
Ah, Lord have mercy. I said I wasn't going to curse. So this one is not going to, this show is not going to be the for the faint at heart. Because I got a few choice words. And plus, I want to read what Snoop's, I want to read what Snoop said, right? Because y'all know I'm messy, so. I want to read what Snoop said. So, Snoop said, Gail King, out of pocket for that S. Way out of pocket. What do you gain from that? I swear to God we are the worst. We're the effing worst. We expect more We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't come after... Effing Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I'm sick of y'all. And then this is when it got good for me. He said, I want to call you one. And then he spoke to the people and he got y'all permission. And he said, is it okay for me to call her one? <laughs> y'all got to excuse my language. But this really took me by storm. He said, you funky dog head, bitch. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's pause right there, bro. Do y'all remember back in the day when bitch was a derogatory word? I mean, you used to call somebody a bitch and you'd be ready to fight. Because first of all, when somebody called you a bitch, the next thing out your mouth was going to be your mammy. And you ain't going to let nobody call your mama no bitch without putting hands on you. Bruh. But nowadays, we done made it so of a term of endearment, a salutation. What's up, bitch? That's my bitch. Bitch, what? No, bitch. Bitch. So we done, we done made it. We done took the sting out of, bitch. So what we have to do now is we have to add a few choice words to bitch. So we have to add some adjectives to it. And he said, you funky dog head. So he must ain't like Gail Wiggs. He must thought Gail Wiggs was a little dog headish. <laughs> bro, I can't stop laughing because, bro, it is so true. Nowadays, in order to use bitch and make bitch ring, honey, you got to add some adjectives in front of you, slew footed, well back bitch. Woo! Baby. Okay, I said enough of that. So he said, how dare you tarnish my mother effing homeboy's reputation. Punk mother effer, respect the family and back off before we come get you. Now that's where he went too far. Because one of the things I learned from social media and their fans... Or I think they call stands. I don't know what y'all call them nowadays. These people will go the back for the celebrity that they endorse. You know, you've seen it often when somebody say something about Beyonce 
that the beehives don't like, them Negroes sting. You hear me? They don't care. They will string your mama up just for the effects. You know, even with Nicki Minaj fans with the whole, uh, I don't know what Nicki fans are called, and um, Cardi B, when that whole beef was going on, oh, they fans be on it. They be ready. Even when Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez broke up, Justin Bieber fans was ready to kill Selena. You hear me? So you have to be careful in how you word things because if you say, before we come get you, who is the we? You know, because your fans will act out because they feel like this is what you wanted them to do. You know, so we have to be careful with that. And I was really scared for Gail because I was like, God dang. I mean, she and, it, you know, CBS, they was they was wrong because they hung her out to dry. You know, they aired just a piece of a clip and we already know, you know, they're going to air what they feel that they need for to captivate the audience. Well, baby, they didn't captivate the audience. They invigorated the audience. And y'all was ready to hang Gail, you know? Y'all wanted Gail and y'all wanted Oprah. Y'all saying, go get our best friend too. And then I saw Oprah, she was on Hoda and Jenna, I believe that's her name. I never met this. I never seen this girl before, this Caucasian woman. Um, and she was, she started crying when they asked how Gail was. And Oprah was like, she's not okay. She have to travel with security now. Um, she haven't been sleeping. I know I wouldn't sleep either if Stoop Dog told me that, you know, before we come get you. One, I wouldn't be afraid of Snoop Dogg. I'd be afraid of his fans or whoever this we is. Because I know Snoop Dogg old ass ain't crazy enough to do it. Not in this day and age. Hopefully, I would hope not. But I was like, man. But then I saw that Susan Rice, who couldn't get nothing accomplished when she was in office, she came out and she told Snoop to back the F off. I want to say, well, Susan, if you had used some of that tenacity when you were in office, maybe with, okay, but that's enough there. But she sure did. She told that Snoop Dogg, let me find this message, because I told y'all I'm messy, so I had to read verbatim this drama, what was going on. But she told Snoop Dogg in a tweet that she sent out, she said, this is despicable. Gail King is one of the most principled, fair, and tough journalists alive. Snoop back the blank off. You come for Gail King, you come against an army. You will lose, and it won't be pretty. I said, I know that's right, Susan. You couldn't do that when you was in office, but you got a lot of mouth now. But yeah, um, Snoop then did say that he wasn't threatening Gail, which I kind of, I don't think he meant bodily damage or harm to her, but I just felt, you know, it was an interview taken out of context. Um, you can't ever watch a piece of something 
and feel like you got the whole interview. And I think oftentimes the media that they get that wrong. And, you know, CBS have apologized. Um, I was watching Gail King's response to it. And um, she seemed very remorseful um, of the clip being portrayed as the interview because um, it was just a very minute part of the interview. And it, the, if you watch the entire interview, that segment may have lasted maybe a minute or two because she didn't do well on that because that wasn't what she wanted to cover. But you cannot talk about somebody's legacy in, it, in, it, in its entirety without bringing up good as well as bad. Um, but one thing I did, I do believe that it wasn't Gail's intention um, for it to be about the rape allegation. But her intention was just to have Lisa um, Leslie just shed some positive light on that low moment in his um, career. And I think Lisa did a wonderful job. She was a very poised. She spoke very well. And of course, she spoke very highly of Kobe Bryant. And we still want to send our love out to Kobe's wife, um, to Kobe's family, his daughters, um, and, you know, continue to support them. And y'all got to continue to think about these people, you know, continue to pray for them, you know. Because I still don't know what, what happened to Lauren London. You know, we, since, um, what's his name, passed. What's his name? Y'all don't see, y'all don't remember his name either. Um, mm-hmm. It'll come back to me before the show over, but y'all ain't checked on Lauren. Did y'all check on her? Have y'all checked on Lauren? Has anybody checked on Lauren? Yep, that's what I thought. We don't know where she's at. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, we got to do better as a people. It's Black History Month. We got to check on our black people. Now, something happened to me on the other day. I was at the gym. So I told y'all I've been trying to work out. And, bruh, my trainer, shout out to my trainer, Rashard. And he also go by Jay. So he said my name was Rashard, but some people call me Jay. I don't know what that's about, but we'll talk to him about that later. But shout out to my trainer, um, Jay. He is, he is breaking me down. I'm telling you, I was so broke down on last Friday. I didn't know whether to take some recovery medicine or to take some rheumatoid arthritis medicine. I'm telling you. My body was aching in places I ain't never know it could ache at. Um, I had an ache deep down in my side. I, I'm telling you, I didn't even know. I couldn't even touch it. I wanted to reach inside my body and just touch this ache to say, well, where is... Bruh, this, my training have been, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to trust the process because this is what I want to do. So I'm going to trust the process. But my trainer is, I think he is 28 years old. I think he's 28 years old. 
much he can't be he's no older than 28 um and he and i was having a conversation and he asked me how old i was and for a brief moment i'm talking about it was brief for a very brief moment i was ashamed to say that i was 43 years old and i was like wait a minute what is that I mean, it was like, I even had to stop while I was working out. I had to even just, like, check myself and was like, what, what is that about? You know, and I, had, I, I started asking, you know, different friends of mine, my best friend, of course, uh, my god sister Keisha. Shout out to my god sister Keisha because she is, let me tell you, my god sister Keisha, we talk every night i'm talking about we talk every night sometimes two three hours a night it's not that many people i don't even have that many people in my life that i can that i will talk to for a while um of course my best friend will my girlfriend dion my girlfriend day my mom my friend Aunt, we could talk for a minute. But my girlfriend Keisha, I think she's the only person that I talk to every day. Most people I do talk to every day. I mean, at least in text message or, um, you know, we may social media each other. But me and my god sister Keisha, we talk every I think she's like my therapist because I could talk to her when I'm happy I could talk to her when I'm sad she gives the best advice sometimes she let me curse her out she curse me out we have la every night we have laugh out loud moments you know we, sometimes we just sit on the phone and do other shit so like the other day we were sitting no last night we were sitting on the phone talking and I literally forgot she was on the phone I was so booked and busy in my phone that I forgot that she was on the phone because I mean we just we could just like she'll sit and do her hair and I'm just listening to her do her hair you know and then she have this weird thing she like to take a shower while I'm on the phone I don't I don't understand that yet I think something wrong with her for real she crazy and she a, she a shower freak. I mean, this girl take four baths a day. I don't understand it. But that's maybe why she always smell good and I smell like mud. But, um, shout out to my, my god sister Keisha. I love you. And I appreciate you for being a big supporter of mine. And for always listening to my show and giving me great feedback um, on things to do for my show, avenues that I should take, um, and making me go out and stop saying no. Okay. So, um, but yes, yeah, so I was asking everybody, I was like, are you ashamed of getting older? You know? Um, so I went to, I went to my Instagram. I actually, po I posted it on Instagram. I posted it on Facebook as well as I posted it on Twitter. And oh my God, I got some really, really, really 
amazing responses uh, about it. Um, um, one of my hair friends, Ralph Cosby, his name is Ralph Cosby Hair on Instagram. He said, "What is what's amazing is that I've had this thought in meditation today. Oftentimes, I find myself uncomfortable being being the one getting older, but I realize growing older is a privilege." If someone dies at 20 and you live to be 30, you've had the privilege and the experience um, of getting older. And I think that was the consensus of most of the people um, just stating how getting older is just, it's like growing older is just like a gift now because so many people are dying young uh, that they're not even getting a chance to grow old so I I then had a new lease on life I mean immediately it wasn't something that took me time it was something that happened very expeditiously I had this thought and I mean just as fast as, as I had the thought it I had to wipe it away because I am very grateful to be 43 years old because I know people that didn't make it um, to be my age. And I, I think I look damn good to be 43 years old. My girlfriend, Tasha, she said, hell no, I'm proud. Some people don't even get to make it to be 43. Um, the beautiful Miss Jessica, she is a pageant owner um, of Miss Teen USA. She she chimed in on, uh, and she said, sometimes, and only in regards to certain aspects, it's a pendulum for me. But no matter if I feel embarrassed by an a aspect of aging, I always feel blessed to still be here. And I think that's the most important part about it uh, my friend Don I love this guy he is a comedian out of Texas and he is hilarious and he said nope because a lot of the girls don't even get to make it this far I'm proud to be the older gentleman and that I think that's my that's what resonated for me as well um, I am very happy to be as old as I am I'm not that old but I mean let my body tell it. Good God, my knees, my feet, my ankles, my everything just be aching in the morning. Once you get my age, you find pain. I'm telling you, you find small pain. You get pain under your fingernails. You'd be like, God, why does that hurt like that? Um, but I am, I am grateful for a lot of things that I have. Um, and I, I am grateful to have lived such a great life thus far um, because I remember when I was in my 30s and I was in a relationship then and I used to tell my partner I used to be like I, I it's like we have done things in our 30s that most people in their 30s have never done probably most people in their 40s at that point of our life had never done um, so I am grateful. I'm grateful to be wiser. I'm grateful for my understanding. 
Um, I'm grateful for my maturity. Um, so don't be ashamed, y'all. Please don't be ashamed. And don't be ashamed to go and share my podcast. I really always thank you guys for listening. Um, I do, I think I have an interview next week. We'll see. I, don't, I can't remember if it's next next Monday or the Monday after that. I have a really great couple that we're going to talk to on next Monday. Um, I didn't get no new music. So if you have some music that you want me to share on my podcast, send it to me so I can put it out. Um, but I do want y'all to go and follow our page. Follow our Instagram page. That's most important to me. Because um, that's where I do most of my social media um, for the site, for our podcast. Uh, my is DMV underscore social life. And that's one word, social life with one L. So go follow us on DMV social life. I mean, at Instagram as well as Twitter and um, Facebook at DMV Social Life 1L, one word. So go hit us up. Please share our podcast. Don't just share, but you got to subscribe. I want you to subscribe. Then I want you to listen. Then I want you to share. But I want y'all to tell me how good or how bad I'm doing. Rate me. Give me a one star. And leave your name so I can come and talk to you face to face real harshly about why you left me one star. Um, but until next Monday, I hope that you have a wonderful week and an even blessed weekend.